Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your host, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, how about you introduce yourself, my man? Uh, hi, my name is Reynold Nal. Uh, I'm originally from South Africa. Moved to the United States in 2016, uh, and it's been a great journey since. Yeah, so when did we meet? So I met you the first time I came to America in 2015, I oh. believe. It's we did. A, it's been a while. So we did a private seminar uh, with you, me, and two two of my friends or co friends and coworkers at the time. Uh, in your private seminar, yeah. Tell, where'd that come from? They just like call you up and say, "Hey, we're coming all the way from South Africa. Can we do a thing?" Or how did that come about? No, you know what? Uh, we had a mutual friend, okay. and he had asked me to teach him a private seminar. And to be honest with you. The biggest thing in my life is commitment. And if people are willing to travel from South Africa to learn with me, mm-hmm. I will make time. And, and we, so we learned all day, dinners at my house, uh, worked out in my garage. I mean, it yeah. wasn't the most <laughs> professional, formal thing that you can imagine. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, fucking around. Well, a, a lot of learning too. I mean, it's learning. a great experience. I mean, so for me, at the time, I was 20... 23-ish, around there. So, like, obviously, super young. Uh, been following Rob on, like, Instagram, social media for a while. So, like, I was, like, kiddish like a kid, you know, like, <laughs> finally getting to meet him. I remember, like, all, like, all three of us were because, like, we've been following him. Like, obviously, like, never met him in person. So, I just remember, like, the first, the first day when he eventually walked into the gym, we all were, like, kind of, like, starstruck, scared shitless. Um, it's it's been the same every time he's walked in the room ever since. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and that week, like it was it was great doing it with um Ant and Pete. Those are my two friends. So like, uh, they both in England at the moment. So they've also since moved um from South Africa. But that was like a great experience for us. Like we like obviously bonded. I mean, Rob pretty much pummeled us with volume. On the Monday and the Tuesday, and then this, this actually this sounds nothing like me. <laughs> I deny this completely. And then, uh, pretty much from the Wednesday to the Saturday, he just like, as soon as we were a bit fatigued, he just gave us like the most ridiculous tasks to do. Uh, he he has this real good video of Pete after we did a, a triathlon. With with Pete was like he's he's like in a tunnel of light going to Jesus. We had to bring him back. We, we might have went too far with him. The light. Yeah, we, you should put a link to that video. We should <laughs> we need to put that up yeah. so people can grasp that. Yes, so that was a great experience, especially like at that age. Um, learned so much during that trip. Not all, just like about myself, but like. Training methods, how to structure, you know, training different at- attributes, right? Kind of yeah, like yeah. having a complete approach to training, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that was probably one of my best trips ever. Also, on that same trip, mm-hmm. met my wife, which wow. is American. And that's how I eventually came over. So, how it happened is after we had a week in Salt Lake City, decided, hey, we're flying all this way. Let's, because you fly back to South Africa out of New York or Mm -hmm. our flight was structured like that. So then we committed to staying in New York for Christmas and New Year's. Okay. And then through that kind of through mutual friends, I met my wife Mm. and that's eventually how that got connected. That was, that was literally a life changing trip. Yep. I'm curious, like what were you hoping to get out of it? I mean, flying all the way from South Africa is like, like Rob said, it's commitment. Right? Yeah. So, like, what were you hoping to get out of? What were you hoping to, to take back with you? I mean, I knew, we all knew what to expect in a sense because um, my boss at the time, like, he's he went through the whole process and he knew sure. Rob too. So, like, we all knew a, a good amount of time beforehand that we were going over and, like, we knew, like, the sort of, like, training mm-hmm. we would be doing. Uh, so we, we were all prepared. We trained. It was kind of like we were like training up to like this, this big camp, you know, right, and, like yeah. we also had to like factor in like we were going to travel 40 plus hours, arrive on the Sunday, mm-hmm. which is what happened, and then go into the gym on the Monday. Yeah. Um, so we know like you kind of have to build like our base very high because with all that, you're probably going to drop a little bit, right? Yeah, travel yeah. time, fatigue, um, and all that. 
So we went into it super prepared. Um, I honestly just was like looking forward to the experience, knowing I was like going to have a chance to like pick Rob's brain on like everything I've always wanted to pick him on, like getting to meet him in person, train with him, being able to go to like the original like church of Bobby Maximus. So it was just, it was a, it, it was a like ideal trip, you know, like mm-hmm. for a young person, like, you know, really trying to like learn from someone, um, you know, and just, just set that, uh, that obviously did set my path yeah. strongly into, to where I am today. Cause that, I mean, obviously like meeting my wife, that just set off a whole culmination of events yeah, that yeah. eventually led me so to. You, so you end up back home in South Africa, yes. but now you've got this girl, you've got, you've had this experience. Yeah. How, how did you end up and, and really how long did it take before you ended up in the States permanently? It all happened super quick. Uh, it's probably going to sound crazy to people, but we probably spend more time together on FaceTime than most real couples probably do. So when I, I got back to South Africa probably in January and like she was there like 10 days later wow. and like I was just like, well, if she's prepared to fly across the world to like, to like explore this and like see, see if it's real, like kind of have to go all in. Um, so like when she came to South Africa, we had like an amazing trip. Um, so we kind of went back and forth a little bit. And then I just, I was like, you know, it's like, this just feels right. And like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. So I'm not going to hold back. And we got engaged in South Africa in the tree house in the bush, which was like super cool. And then obviously had to make the decision whether stay or like, for her to come here mm-hmm. or to South Africa or me to come here and just made more sense for me to come over here. There's more opportunity. Um, it's just a, it's a first world country versus a third world country. Right. right? Yeah. And we always had the option of doing it vice versa. Right. So, um, yeah. So then I, I officially got my K one visa, which they call like a fiance visa at the end of 2016, probably like in November. Mm. So then I, so this is another, so this was my second seminar with Rob. So that also, everything kind of lined up to where I got my, so I came to America because Jill, my wife, her birthday is in November. So I came over to kind of see her through November, but then I had my appointment at the Johannesburg consulate to Mm -hmm. get my visa on a Tuesday. So I've, and that, in that week, on that weekend, I had another seminar to do with Rob. So I literally flew back from America to go do that interview on a Tuesday. I booked a flight back that Tuesday night because with all the time differences, I only basically got to New York on a Thursday. So when I was at the consulate too, because what they do is they basically tear take away your passport. Yeah. And then it was like, Hey, well I have a flight tonight. Cause, cause they were like, no, you'll get it in a week. I was like, Hey, listen, I, I have a flight tonight. Is there any way you guys can expedite this? So then I ended up sitting at the concert for like four to five hours for them to give it to me. Mm-hmm. So I got on my flight that Tuesday night, pretty much arrived in New York on a Thursday, I think flew out to Salt Lake city, arrived on a Friday night in Salt Lake city. And then that Saturday and Sunday I had like mm-hmm. level two seminar. Um, but by the, by the end of that Sunday, I could definitely feel it because, like, at the end of that Sunday, we did like a partner IWT, <laughs> which you both know is like it's pretty rough. So, like, the last couple of rounds was was pretty rough. Yeah. I could kind of feel it catch up. And if if I could add to something here, just so people have a bit of background, because I've I've softened in my old age. <laughs> I did, there was a point in my life where I I was really hard on. I, I might be harder on people that I like and respect mm-hmm. more than other people. Like, would you say this is true? If you come in the gym, you guys, and I make fun of you, trash talk you, give you extra attention, I probably like you. If yeah. I don't talk to you yeah. and ignore you completely, that's a bad thing. Yeah. But because you were kind of like my guys, mm-hmm. and we, we were friends at that point. Like, I think, I think we became, the first time you came over, I would have considered all of us friends at that point more than me training a couple of people that came to a private seminar. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just the amount of time we spend together, right? It's like, 
training twice a day, having the lectures throughout the day. Uh, I mean, obviously getting the opportunity to go to your home, like see like the church of Bobby Maximus, which we've all seen like on like social media. So it's like, oh, fuck yes, we're going to the church of Bobby Maximus. We look so excited. It's like <laughs> little kids, you know, um, you know, and, like also like you opening up to us like towards the end of the week, like giving us like insight, like tips, you know, like wisdom, how to like build our own brand or like how to set our path, you know, just like like actionable steps and advice that we could take and implement in like building our journey, right? Because at that stage, all three of us were kind of at that moment where it's like we're kind of ready to make the next step or how do we keep growing, right? Or like what's the what's the path to take, you know? And a lot of times with advice, it's like it sounds great in theory, but it's like give me something practical to do, right? So... um I mean, like, that was super helpful. I would say this too. You guys earned that. Like, I don't have everybody to my house. Mm. I don't hang out with everybody. I mean, Joe, we become become to be good friends. Yeah. But, like, you've been around me to know not everyone stays at my house. Not yeah. everyone comes over. Like, you've got to have something special because I have a divide between work and yeah, place. So, you guys, you guys earned that. So, fast forward a bit. You're, you're doing these seminars. You're obviously interested in training. You're working as a trainer in South Africa. How did you end up in the States full-time? Like how, how did that, I mean, obviously I'm assuming you moved here for your girl. Yeah. But like, what, what did that look like when you first got here? Did you have a job training lined up? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, I had a couple connections. Um, so like initially the plan was to try and get into like a big, commercial global gym in New York. So I kind of had that lined up. Um, at first, I kind of looked into like box gyms, uh, so like CrossFit boxes or like bigger functional type spaces. But like the the most people like know you probably better off trying to like get into like a commercial gym when you do like private training. Um, but then that gym was like super corporate. So the HR department like kept it was like a constant back and forth of like, no, your documents aren't completely legal or work yet, but they were. Mm. So then my lawyer was like, well, why don't you just look for a place in the meantime? And then we were just driving to the city one day and my wife knew about the gym called the dark park. She was like, Hey, all these Victoria's secret models train here. You should look into it. And like, obviously at first hearing Victoria's secret models, like I'm with my background. So I played a lot of sports, a lot of rugby, the gym, I, ran as a general manager and like head coach uh, programming everything in South Africa to was a male based gym. Right. So it's like, it's kind of used to like, Hey guys show up. It's like, Hey, this is what we do. Like th- there's no questions asked. Like this is it. It's like you either do this or like go find another gym. So it's like, and obviously like kind of knowing like what, if someone tells me like, I'm, I'm like, well, that doesn't really sound like my vibe, but I'll look into it. So kind of looked at the website uh, loved the look and the feel of the gym and the brand. So then thought, why not take a chance? So put my resume, my CV together, um, sent it through. Uh, had a couple of phone calls, a couple in-person meetings. And yeah, I just completely hit it off hmm. from the start. So I started there in 2016 and been been with the dark one ever since. Uh, I mean, like, Everything just came together. It was a great opportunity. Uh, it's weird destiny, whatever you want to call it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like everything yeah. just came together perfectly. And uh, I mean, I'm super appreciative and grateful for having the opportunity. And like the gym or the dog hunt as a company as a whole has only been good to me. And mm. it's been amazing being part of the growth of the gym since 2016 until to where we are now, you know, like, just seeing how it's like built and like yeah. the brands become yeah. bigger. Uh, the gym is pretty well known. Um, so we're definitely doing something right. You know? so well, and, and you're not in New York anymore, right? Exactly. Because right. you are in LA. So um, I think that speaks to your commitment to the company as well. So that kind of makes sense. Did you get to train any Victoria's Secret models? Yes, I have. Very nice. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth the chance. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a compelling story. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing would be for me, like, it's kind of like a small town success story. Yeah. I don't think South Africa is a small town by any means, but I don't think at any point that maybe I'm wrong, but like at your training evolution, when you're over in South Africa, hanging out, did you ever think that you'd be no. in New York married? And I mean, really working for, I'll say this about Dog Pound, it's becoming a globally recognized brand. Yeah. Like when you look at the gym, the social media presence, the people who train there, like Adam Levine trains there from Maroon 5, Justin Bieber, uh, Ashley Graham, um, a bunch of internet stars. I mean, every time I go on your page, there's somebody ridiculously famous in the New York or in the LA one. Uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty crazy to think that that's where you'd end up. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, backtracking a bit more. So I, so condensed version played a lot of sports growing up. As I got older, specialized more in cricket and rugby. And then probably from like 15, 16 more into rugby. So it was all about like performance training. So that's kind of where the love for training started. Initially trained like bodybuilding, which helped me gain size as a 14, 15 year old kid. But then when it had to transfer to sports, didn't really transfer. I would get injury after injury um, just because like stuff like quad hamstring ratio was out, right? Or never really did um, like transferable movements where it's like speed. It was mostly just like to look good. So that's how training passion started. But my dad was also very much into training. So very much from him. So I was actually played rugby, got a bunch of injuries, went to study law. And then through law, while I was studying law, worked at a local gym, always been always like passionate about like fitness and learning, reading, doing certifications. So then at the end of my third year of like I did like intern work at law firms and that's kind of when I, like I did my best to get like good grades. Um, but then when I did like the internships, like I was kind of like, well, how, how passionate I am about fitness. That's how passionate these people are about law. I'm like, so like, it's not, it's not an even, comp- it's not an even field to compete in. Right. Cause it's like, I'll probably have to work three times as hard as they do. Cause this comes naturally to them. It's their natural passion. So it's like, I'm probably better following my passion. And then the opportunity came along to join the gym in South Africa. Um, so that was not an easy decision. At first, my parents yeah. were not happy about it at all. Uh, my mom was actually more on board than my dad was. I mean, at the time I was 21 years old, right? right? So yeah. a traditional trainer thought was like, hey, you got to get a proper career, yeah. law, accounting, finance, mm-hmm. you know, medical, whatever, right? Uh, it's like... I, it's, Maybe a bit better now, but back, especially in South Africa, which is more traditional approach to most things, people wouldn't really like advise you to like go for yeah. a career in the fitness industry, yeah. right? So then at the, at the end of my third year, just made the decision like, hey, like I got this opportunity, like, because it wasn't like they were going to wait for me. They were like, okay, we, you can take this position as general manager. We're opening up this new, we have two gyms in Cape Town. We're opening up one in Johannesburg. We need someone to be the general manager, head coach. You're going to be programming. So basically, after some hard conversations with my parents, uh, took that opportunity. And that opportunity basically led me to coming to that first seminar with you. You know, and I mean, like the furthest thing from my mind was that I'm going to come to go to Salt Lake City, spend a week there. Initially, I also didn't want to stay in New York. I wanted to go straight back home after that week. And if I didn't stay those two weeks, I wouldn't have met my wife, yeah. wouldn't have moved to America, wouldn't have started at the dark farm, wouldn't have been in California right now, wouldn't have had a baby boy who's nine weeks old, you know? So it's it's like just tracking back, there's so many events that it's, I mean, by God's grace, it just like happened exactly as it should. It's almost like I this... I can't really say anything else because it's just like it panned out. Right. Everything's like linked to the next event that happened, yeah. you know, and I'm just, I'm super fortunate and grateful to kind of be where we are well, today. If somebody would have asked 21 year old you, what your five year plan is, I'm guessing none of that was no. not, right? <laughs> well, and no. the, the other thing with Dog Pound that's cool is, I mean, you've, you're, I don't want to say on the verge because I feel like you've kind of arrived, but personal training is one of those industries 
that millions of people try to get into, mm-hmm. but not millions of people make it a career or right. a job. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people that try training people when they're 20 or 21. They, they go into it because it's kind of fun. And then they get out of it. There's not many people I've met, that, but now here you are. Like I said, you're working for a globally recognized brand, a, a gym that's regarded as one of the best in the world um, and quickly becoming one of the most famous. And you're one of their top guys. And, and, and here you are. Yeah. You know, and, and from my perspective to see what you've done, I, I look at you as like, how old are you? 27. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 41. I looked at you as like a kid from no, a 23-year-old kid. kid from... South Africa, and now you are like you've made it. You're 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 on your way, and watching you what you did in New York, and then it says a lot about your ability and your uh, depth of character. That like Dog Pound LA is a big deal. Like that's the first real expansion. And who do they send out here? You. Like that's a big thing, you know. Um, and I, I I bet it's kind of hard at times. You ever just pinch yourself? Like holy shit, I'm kind of like. <laughs> I, I've, I've made it, like I've... I've I wouldn't say made it, but definitely super grateful and like thankful for how everything's worked out, right? There's days where like, like I have bad days like anyone, right? It's like, where it's like, you know, but like just going back and like having perspective from the outside, I just realized that like, listen, like I have zero to complain about, like absolutely nothing because like opportunities have just lined up um you know like i've it's it's come my way and like i've had to step up to take them yes but it's it's really like i there's nothing really to complain about right it's like i've like the opportunities are there to keep going to keep growing you know and just like seeing how the company has grown is like it's it's been really cool to see that and like big part of that is due to like Kirk, our founder and CEO's vision, right? He's done such a great job in creating a culture of love. It's almost like the best word to capture it in one, right? Where it's like, like it's exclusive, but it's inclusive. Like we'll never, we'll never turn someone down. Like it's right. like, this is for everyone. Yes, we, we have high profile people and we have athletes and like, but like his greatest enjoyment and like passion that I almost see is when he helps like the normal day-to-day person, right? The, the, the person who's lost 60 pounds in the last four months, right? Or who's had a like complete transformation, right? Cause like, that's a big part of his backstory is that he's, he was on the verge of like almost dying. Right. And like fitness completely turned his life around. Uh, I mean, I was talking to him the other day too. It's like, it's, it's, I think for him, it's even more crazy coming from Kansas and then, you know, like seeing how this has exploded. It's probably like the furthest thing that he also thought would happen, you know, but he's just done such a good job of like cultivating a culture and like creating a team where like we all know what the vision is. And most personal training spaces are not really team-based. It's more like, hey, this is my client. Like Mm -hmm. don't look at them. Whereas we've kind of gone the route of like, no, like this is a team approach. Like this is, this is the dog pounds client, right? So it's how we kind of structured, we'll assign four to five trainers to a client, depending on like what their needs are. Right. So it's like, that's what makes us, I feel like as successful too, is like we have trainers who have different niches, right? right? So it's like we cater to, almost everyone, right? Which is what personal training should do. It's like, we should meet anyone where their needs are and then just train them to get to their end goal, right? So we should be able to train that difference. And for each person, it's different, right? We get people coming who like want to get super strong and then we just get people coming who want to look good and feel good and get people who want to go run their first marathon, you know, get someone who needs to lose 60, 60 pounds, right? So having a team-based approach where it's not like, there's not the insecurity where you're like scared of like, oh, I'm going to lose this client or like, yeah. I don't want them to go train with this person because what if they think like, I'm not good enough or like, so like we try and like eliminate that as much as possible and that just creates a way better environment in the gym too because it's like the people there, they're my teammates, they're my right. friends, they're my, like right now, well, they're I'll, my I'll family. Tell you, just from walking in and, and watching the staff at Dog Pound interact, it feels that way. 
Yes. Everybody's like yeah. super friendly, super happy to see everybody there. I mean, every every client that walked through the door was greeted by every trainer that was in the room. Exactly. You know, and that that that's cool. But I also see that as uh, you can kind of stay in your lane. You don't have to try to be the guy that delivers everything to every client. Yeah. So if you if you find your limitations, like you've got a team to rely on, and like people that you can trust, and like you said, no insecurity about trying to steal each other's clients or trying to be the best trainer in the gym, like. You're just trying to be the best. Exactly. Right. So it's like all five pillars is like teamwork, passion, positivity, authenticity, and giving back. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like teamwork and authenticity, they go together. Cause like anytime someone new starts with us or when we, when we do an interview process, so me and our general manager, Renee, we usually run the interview process. Like, it's like, you don't need to pretend to be anyone else. Like you can literally just be the best version of you because because that's the whole goal here. We have a team. So people who are naturally drawn to your personality or your training style, they'll find you, right? It's yeah. like, you don't have to feel like you're selling out just mm-hmm. to, just to get clients or like feel like you need to sell, which is a big part in most commercial, like yeah. global yeah. gyms, yeah. personal training. It's like, you very much have to play the game of like selling someone on like why they should train with you. Yeah. Right. Whereas we just have the environment where it's like, you know, like, just be you, right? Like, you know what you're good at, um, you know, and like everything is there for you to, to succeed, right? Um, and obviously, like the big thing that makes the gym is just pos- positivity and energy, right? We've, we've done a good job of kind of bridging the gap between fun and fitness, right? Because right, it's yeah. like the most effective program is going to be one that creates the highest level of adherence, exactly. right? Yeah. So it's like when I first started to, like, my view and perspective on things and it'll probably change within the next five years again right mm-hmm. like is so much different than it was when i first started right when i first started it's like you can very much get into the the mindset of like this is the way and this is the only mm-hmm. way like you kind of fall into the trap of drinking one kool-aid and you think yeah. like this is the only kool-aid whereas now it's more like no it's like expose yourself to like different experts and different people and make up your own Kool-Aid for like whoever's in front of you, right? Because yeah. every, like everything is, is context, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and everything doesn't have to be so serious, right? right yeah. What makes us work is that like you can imagine for a normal person coming into a gym where it's like, hey, this is a dog pound. Victoria's Secret models train here. Athletes train here. Ryan Seacrest trains mm-hmm. here. It's like, it's like all these big names. It's obviously super intimidating yeah, um, yeah. atmosphere to come into. But I think once people come through the doors and they see like just like us dancing, mm-hmm. having fun, like everyone is friendly, like loud music, energy, right? So like that brings people, it, it gets them to come back, right? If it's like this cold atmosphere and like, like military, like, oh, right, we have yeah. to do this. Or it's like either fit in or fuck off. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, no, like that's definitely not the way like some people like sure that works if you want to brand yourself to that mm-hmm. but you're not going to be inclusive that way you, right. you'll limit yourself to a certain type of like clientele mm-hmm. which is fine but what we we pride ourselves in is that it's exclusive while being inclusive right it's like we'll never we'll never like show someone away like, oh no you can't train here um so I yeah, think like, yeah, that's you're, you're not famous enough. Come back when you're exactly famous, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, or like you're not pretty enough, or not in yeah. shape enough, or you know, like that's the complete, complete opposite. You know, like, and that's just a true reflection, I think, too, of Kirk and like his heart. Like mm-hmm. he's got the biggest heart of any human being I know, right? Yeah. Um, and he just wants what's best for everyone, right? He just everyone to be happy, everyone to have success, um. You know, so, I mean, it's obviously great having him as a leader. And I think, like, those attributes, like, you can, it's like you say, right, you can see it mm-hmm. on the floor. You, like, that's the almost always the feedback we get of people who come in, right? They can feel the energy. They can feel the vibe. They can feel the community. Even though it's a personal training gym, it still feels like it, it's a team mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, that's been huge I think to a huge factor in the continued growth of the gym. Kind of an interesting question Um, because you do talk about like training, you know, quote unquote, normal people, people aren't famous, people have regular jobs, regular goals, but you're also training in ridiculously famous people. 
yeah. athletes, uh, celebrities. And I mean, there's the reality of training a celebrity is a little bit unique because sometimes you have to deal with, you know, paparazzi. Sometimes you have to deal with their, you know, eccentric personalities. Um, and also you don't want everybody in the gym staring at you when you're trying to work with a personal trainer. So how does dog pound, I guess, manage being inclusive with also the realities of dealing with high-end clientele? I think we do a good job of establishing trust. Mm -hmm. So the usual process would be if it's a a high-profile person, like it it will always go through Kirk first. Like that's one of Kirk's strongest um, attributes is like just connecting people, right? And being able to connect and establishing relationships. Mm -hmm. And then from there, especially now with two locations, like he has to travel like for business yeah. meetings, investor meetings, stuff back and forth a lot. So he'll like entrust like the more senior trainers with like high profile people, right? But it's also something that's obviously known. So even newer people know that, you know, it's like these people want to come in and have a normal workout the same way you do, right? They're, they have such crazy lives where it's constantly someone wanting some, something from them, from them, right? So it's, it's almost like getting, like getting them comfortable to the point where they realize that that's like, we, we want the same for them what they like. It's not like we're not here to, for them to like, to get something from, obviously it's great for them to come to the gym, yeah. but, it, but most of the things that's, that goes on social media is purely organic and mm-hmm. it's authentic from their side. It's never like, Hey, like, can I, I want to take this video to put on Instagram. It's like, you know, it's just like they have a good time and you know, like they, they buy into the vision and like what we're doing and like building a brand that's like, that's like cool and fashionable while being fun and giving people like their fitness needs. Um, So I would say just building that trust and creating the environment where they can feel comfortable and not, not feel like it's like anywhere else probably in their daily lives where like they might like constantly get bombarded with questions or like requests or like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for like, cause for a lot of them, it is like kind of like an hour to break away and right. like clear their minds, you know, and like just not have to think. Bobby well, I mean, and I were talking a little bit earlier, like the gym doesn't care who you are. You know, when, when you hop on the, on the exercise bike, the exercise bike doesn't know who's sitting there. So yeah. personality and celebrity mean nothing. The gym is a really good equalizer that way. But what, what I'm hearing you say is uh, if if a human being walks into dog pound, they're going to get treated kind of the dog pound way. And it doesn't matter who they are or where they come from. There's just a certain level of, of relationship building that kind of goes into that. So whether you're a famous celebrity or just an average Joe, you're kind of getting exposed to the same thing. But again, the the realities of dealing with like some hyper celebrity. I mean, there's security issues, you know, like there's their, their entourage, there's all those kinds of things to deal with. And it just seems like it it is very much a personal relationship Mm -hmm. that you're building to try to address all of that. Do you have an intake protocol? Like, I mean, I, I get it. I walk in dog pound today. People are like, Oh my God, it's Bobby Max. (laughs) People freak out a little bit. It's like the backstreet boys. First, you know, coming to to the yeah. town, like I'm, I'm joking, of course. I don't think anyone gave me a second look. But um, when you get a normal person that comes in, do you have like an intake that you got to prep these people? Like, hey, if Justin Bieber's over there, leave him alone. Don't ask for pictures. Like, yeah. Do you guys have to explain that? Or do the people who are coming to Dog Pound already kind of know what's up? I would say the majority of the people know already. So like – um. I mean, we've never really had a problem where a client would like go up to somebody, whoever ex uh, famous celebrity and like hassle them. So I think it's more like people, people understand too, right? They're getting themselves into in a a way. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's, there's a lot of people that like training in an environment where, where these people train because it's just almost like, I mean, sometimes clients like tell me it's like, they're like having access to the same because it's like, well, if this person trains it, it must be must be great. Yeah, all right. So they like having access to the same resources, right? But we've never had an issue where like someone's being harassed or like hassling them or and if it does happen, if we need to address it, it's 
we'll do it like in the nicest way possible. And you, like our clients is are great. Like they all understand. So, I mean, fortunately we've never had an issue like that. Um, maybe one day. Um, I, I, I felt a little bit like I was on the, on the spot. <laughs> you know, like I felt like hey, it just, you know, it was like a thing. I just want to let you know, I who do I put a complaint through to you, Kirk? The, the girls at the front desk, like, felt a little bit. You were staring at me. You know, um, you know, I can't keep shit seriously. On a serious note, though, you were involved in performance sports. Like, you were a high level athlete. Mm. You are into performance. I mean, especially when I met you and, and the things that I taught you. A lot of it was performance-based. Did you find it weird at first, training quote-unquote models, uh, training people to lose weight, uh, training people for aesthetic goals, training people for fun? Was that a hard switch for you? Uh, I wouldn't say it was hard. I think it keeps it interesting too. So for me now, it's it's almost like I don't really think I'll ever get – no one's going to reinvent the wheel. Like I try – I read as much as I can do continuing education, whether it's an online certification seminar or whatever. But like it's, it's for me, it's more like if you know certain principles, you can train anyone off that, right? If you know like rep ranges, like you know how to train for strength, how to train for power, how to train for like endurance, hypertrophy, whatever, right? It's like there's certain, it's, it's almost like needs don't differ by kind, they differ by degree. So most people in a gym setting, there's almost, there's only so much I can do in a gym setting, right? It's like, it's like if a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player comes to me, like I can train you according to the attributes that you need to succeed in your sport, but I can't really guarantee you a hundred percent that what we do is going to make you better because there's still a big, big degree of specific space, specificity. To yeah, this is this is. I apologize for South African <laughs> lack of English. My first language is Afrikaans. I'll have Rob say specificity. Specificity. It's okay. I I, <laughs> I I don't speak English as a first language. Canadian. I speak Canadian. Canadian. So when I came to the states, it was really hard for me to uh, to assimilate. To, to assimilate. <laughs> now, what what I'm hearing you say though is like with the specificity and stuff. I mean, if I can break that down, what I'm kind of hearing is. For people at home, especially listening, there's not much difference training a model versus training a professional athlete versus training a person sitting at home, like your accountant or your lawyer or your soccer yeah. mom. Like I think what you're saying is training's training. It's like getting a job done. And I feel like knowing you, regardless of what somebody's goals are, you're training somebody like an athlete. So would that be fair? Like your people are, yes. are, are not just look good, they're capable. Yeah, I mean like that's essentially what you want to do, right? You want to like build someone so they can do whatever it is they want to do, right? Whether it's like go out on weekends and surf or hike or maybe they're like cycling, right? It's preparing someone to be able to live their life outside of the gym to the fullest, right? For let's say if we train, if I train a model versus an athlete, they probably go through a lot of movement patterns, which are the same. I might just bias the reps or the sets or the total volume, right? Or the intensity, right? But it's like they're still doing the same movement patterns because there's only so many movement patterns we can do in a, in a, in a gym setting, right? Um, so it's, it's preparing people for whatever their why is. But even even by saying that, I mean, you guys know that there's there's a lot of overlap in the middle ground of most people's training where it's like there's certain things that everyone actually just they, needs to be in a program. So I, I have a question um, and I'll leave this in with something. Today, Kirk told me I was even bigger and more powerful than he ever imagined <laughs> in person, which made me feel good. This is true, folks. I'm this is, this is absolutely true. I'm probably going to post about it on Instagram. It made me really happy. I don't know if he's just being nice or it was serious. but um, So maybe I surprised him. But people that you have trained, I mean, we're all about positivity here. I don't want to hear negatives about people because I'm sure you wouldn't tell me anyway. You protect your, your clients to a degree. But it's hard to not have a preconceived notion of a certain famous person. Like if, if, if any person that I had ever heard of or seen on TV walked through my doors, 
I would already kind of have a bias or a preconception, mm-hmm. right? Who has surprised you with their work ethic? Like, I, I you know, I, I, I would think you can't imagine a Victoria's Secret model working that hard in the gym. Like, it's just something that I don't, but I'm sure some of them really throw down. And I've watched your Instagram and I'm like, man, these girls are working hard. Yeah, I know. Have you, like, who's, who's, who are a couple of people who've really surprised you with their ability to just get after it? Uh, Josephine Scriver is one that comes to mind. She works out really hard. Um, Sam Ewan. I mean, you know Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam works. He's from Outlander. He's on mm. Stars and uh, um, he works hard. Extremely hard. Uh, Hugh Jackman puts in a lot of work. Adam, like, trains at super, super high intensity. Mm. Uh, go, 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 go. Uh, so that's a couple that, that popped in my mind. Yeah, they just work really hard. Now, did that, did that surprise you? Were you kind of used to that now? Like, have you gotten rid of the more famous people you've trained with? Have you gotten rid of those preconceived notions? I try and eliminate any preconceived notions as much as I can with personal training. That's just like something that I've learned within the last three years. Like, personal training has, I would say, almost told me more about people than almost about training, right? Because it's, it's almost more about getting the trust and buy-in from this person in front of you and kind of like lay figuring out like what the layer is like why are yeah. they actually here the thing about personal training is it's personal yeah right yeah so it's like i never go i try and eliminate as much of a preconceived notion of like well this is this is person's probably like this because this is what they do or they this, this is their age or like this is their profession so i just try and have it blank, blank slate. First time I train them, like same approach. Like obviously it's hard if it's the first time you train someone. So it, it kind of like to establish that relationship takes like getting to know them a little bit, like two to three weeks, right? And I would say the most eff- effective um, or the best results to see is like once you know how to relate to them mm. and how to communicate with them, right? Whether they're a bit more of a like person like to make couple of jokes in between and then it's okay race is done get back to work or some people like don't like to talk at all it's like it's an hour of just like they just want to be told what to do they're not here to make conversation right um so it's kind of figuring out those different behavioral attributes of people um and just finding like what that thing is so you can get them to buy in Mm -hmm. and trust you with whatever you tell them to do right because like i said to you before that the most effective program is the one that's going to create the highest level of, of adherence, right? I can give you a perfect program, perfect nutrition, give you the best advice on how to manage sleep and stress. But if you don't believe me and you think I'm just like, well, why don't you listen to this person, right? Versus, versus if it's maybe something that's not as good, but I get 100% buy-in, that's going to beat the perfect program, which the person doesn't want to follow, right? right. So it's almost like getting finding that commonality to relate with someone, right? To It's almost like you kind of have to make them like feel that I'm a normal person too, right? Mm-hmm. I can relate with them over sports, yeah. now over having a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Coming from a different country. Um, you know, so it's just like finding those little things which sometimes like opens opens people's personalities up like wide open. Like I, I've sometimes been in sessions with people where it's like, really struggle to make conversation and then like one topic comes up and then it's like yeah. a game change and then like yeah. I see this whole different side of this person and then it's like then the fun and energy is there right because personal training is it's very much about like the energy dynamics between both parties it's mm-hmm. like if I need to carry the session it's super draining but if it's someone who's like I connect with like I know why they're here mm-hmm. like I know a bit about them I know what they do I know they kind of day to day I kind of know about their family so there's the energy dynamics just meet way better where it's like, it's kind of like, it's a mutual win-win here, right? It's like, I'm here to like help you reach your goals, but I know you here also like, this is one hour of your day that you're dedicating here to like mm-hmm. put in the work, right? Um, so that, that for me has been like such a good learning curve and, sure. and like just being able to connect with people better for sure and not be like, okay, well, this this person's stupid because they don't want to listen to what I do. It's more like no. It's like 
Like, am I really doing everything I can to break through to this person mm-hmm. or I'm just choosing not to care? So right? what, what I'm hearing is like, you, you can't fake it. Like you have to care and you have to care enough to, to work at it. Exactly. Right. It's kind of like that saying when people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. right? Yeah. So it's like, and people, people see that. Like I've also learned that a lot of times people would think people don't notice fakeness or like people trying to sell you something or people who just like just put on a show but most people especially in time they 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 worth it enough to know like is this put what what's the real reason this person is here for right? are they really here to help me are they just here to like churn the hours mm-hmm. are they just here for themselves yeah. are they just here to take a selfie yeah. right it's like people people notice things right so i would say exactly like you say right it's like if people know that I actually care and they, they know it's a passion of mine and it's something that I do in my everyday life too. And that's something that I've taken a lot from Rob too. It's like, you get a lot of people who are like, Oh, like this and this is the best. And like, it's like, okay, but like, what do you do? Like, I don't see you doing anything. It's like, it's kind of like we talked about in gym earlier too. It's like, it's great that you do all these things, but like, wait, show me something tangible of, observable measurable that you can actually do it's like how fast can you roll 500 meters like what can you actually look for three reps right is yeah. there um so and especially like seeing him continuing doing it right like facing adversity coming back is like that's something i have huge respect for and that's someone i would way rather follow than someone just giving me like t- like scientific research journal right, papers yeah. on like Oh no, this is the best method to increase someone's vertical jump or like, but it's someone who's never actually trained a real person. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, 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 e- there's a difference between information and knowledge, right? So like yeah. training people is, is for me is, it's a massive, it's a massive like combination of like part art and part science. It's like I've seen people, we've hired people super smart. They have into like, you know, CSCS this and that train this and this and this person at this facility, but then they just, they can't connect with people. Yeah. They kind of lack the art side of, of kind of bridging the gap between the two. So I do have a f- kind of a final question because this has been a great kind of thing. But what I want to know is, and this is something I'm stealing from Joe, so I'll give him credit for it. <laughs> what's your five-year plan now? Like what, where do you see yourself and what do you see yourself doing? What's next for, you my five-year plan as of now i would just say is you know just keep working on contributing to the growth of the dog pound you know as a business and a brand um we have a lot of things up and coming big projects that we are working on um so just playing my my role within the team helping contributing to the growth and making it as global as we can we have a couple more expansion locations on the horizon we putting work into launching uh, like an online platform and just continuing like helping new trainers come in, kind of like showing them the ropes, helping them find their way. For me, like I don't, I don't really take a teaching style or leading style of like saying like, can you only do this and that this is the only way you do it. It's more like I'll give someone a resource but I want you to kind of find your own way to do that, right? Because, like, that's what we do too. It's like, it's not a team of trainers if everyone's the same because that doesn't work. Like, a good analogy that, that we like to use is because Kirk's a massive football fan. It's like, it's an it's a NFL team, right? It's like, if we have everyone's a quarterback, that's not going to help us. Even yeah. if, you know, the greatest quarterbacks, no, we need a good quarterback. We need good, like, wide receivers, running backs, defensive linemen, this and that, right? So, it's like... It's giving people the resources to succeed and kind of like find their own thing that they known for and what people are going to come in and they're going to, they're going to get the buy-in from clients because like they truly authentic about this specific thing and this, this attribute that makes them unique. And together that just makes the team super strong because then we, we can train pretty much anyone who walks through the door. We're not limited to only training models or athletes right, or right. general population people. Well, if, uh, if Dog Pound is interested in opening up in Minneapolis, give me a call, right? <laughs> yeah, and then finally, are you interested in being in our inner circle? 
Of course. You know what this is? No, tell me. No. <laughs> I have no clue. All right, you just said of course. Uh, it's a very secret internet club. We have chat rooms, daily workouts. This is a Canadian thing. Program. No, this is <laughs> actually the real thing. It's the Maximus Podcast Inner Circle. Uh, we've got members all over the world from South Africa. South Africa is actually our number one demographic. <laughs> right now in the inner circle. I don't know. I keep track of this shit. But it, it, it's an app where you can talk to people. Uh, we have a, like, a, like a form for chat. Uh, we give away daily workouts. There's inspirational videos. There are full programs. There's extra podcasts. Oh, cool. Material. Do you, do you want to come on and be our chat buddy? I would love to. We'll make you a membership and you can talk to all the people. Oh, they have questions go. for you about kind of this kind of stuff. Sounds great. So every, everyone's doing it. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. So you're in. Uh, if you guys want to sign up at home, www.innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. You could also go to themaximuspodcast.com. That's an easy way to find a link. But join the Inner Circle. We've got workouts. Uh, we've got, like I said, chat rooms, all kinds of stuff. Um, and, and this episode, we are fucking sponsoring ourselves. Oh yeah. So that's our sponsor. We have to do cool. sponsors. It's like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, when you knew me, I used to be kind of anti-sponsorship. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was kind of like, I had my dark church. It was like an old rusty garage, uh, broken wooden beams, skeletons in the corner. Yeah. It was kind of a scary place. It's flying solo. Yeah. Well, I've, I've learned to, um, be more open and inclusive. So now we have a place where it's safe for everyone to come. Oh, Hard to good. believe, isn't it? <laughs> and, and I sponsor myself. I wear my own t-shirt. I shelter from the rooftop. This is just how you pay the bills. Listen, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, oh, thank you for having me. And and I mean this sincerely. I mean, like, I feel like we've grown to be friends over the years and have a relationship. And from the person I met, um, from minute one, I knew you were something special. But to see you move from South Africa, take a huge risk, um, and, and, and become really one of the more respected trainers in the nation and work for such a global brand. Like, just know that from the bottom of my heart, I am extremely proud of you, envious in ways for your, your career path. I mean, you're doing really, really well, and, and it just makes me happy to see you do it so well. Thank you. It means a lot. The last of the real world.